0: Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft Podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft Podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How you doing, Mike?
1: I'm doing really great. I'm really excited because we don't have to spend this episode justifying the existence of this podcast. <laughs> which was my fear ultimately coming into this week was if we both lost our semifinals we would be sitting here going we're champions are made except for us yeah so we we are both we made it we beat we won our semifinals the super Bowl in our fantasy league once again is a josh versus mike rematch of 2021. And we're doing that again this year. So I'm very excited that we don't have to justify our own existence.
0: Yeah, the, the grudge match uh, barely made it. It didn't look good for either of us uh, coming into Monday night.
1: <laughs> no, it really didn't. And it was really funny because I'm, of course, like, because, you know, we, we've got the holidays that just happened. Um, I, I'm at my family's place and my, I, I already told you, Josh, but I'll share with our fans, my Christmas Eve was spent with my family just bashing you for most of the evening <laughs> about all the trade. All of them recapped at one point in time, they all went around the room and recapped the worst trade you ever offered them. Um, and it's the first time I, because my brother's in our league and my parents. So all, I this first time that all four of us have actually been in the same room for a long time. And they were just, all three of them were just ripping into you about the ridiculous offers that you make and how much of a joke they are. And they laugh about them and they get get angry about it. And that was how I spent my Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day and Boxing Day, as the games are going on, our success was actually kind of oddly connected. Like when, when, because of the players that we had, my success was your success. Like it was very strange how that just worked. So my family was rooting against me. (laughs) because they didn't want you to win they wanted it to be a Jess Reed final and I'm like what are you like what are you doing
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah you never told me that part no that was that
1: most of that was was Monday most of that happened on Monday because here we are watching this game and every time the Chargers defense does something something good my parents were like excited but all I'm thinking is like well but now they're going to kick a field goal and that hurts me because my opponent, Reed, had the field goal kicker for Indianapolis. So I kept saying to my parents, well, actually, touchdowns would, would both help me and hurt Josh. But they were like, no, 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 field goals, defense. You know, this is not good. Like, he, they've got to, like, whatever. It was crazy. It was, the, it was the weirdest couple of days that I that I had. Um, and they were rooting completely against you. They were rooting against Tua
0: because you had Tyree Kill. It was just, it was wild. Yes, just for for the listeners out there, I'm not some sort of trade monster.
1: I am no, just that's a, debatable. That's no,
0: debatable. I'm a I'm a big proponent of start as low as possible, and just get it out there because then they're going to counter with something that will also probably be ridiculous to me, and then somewhere in the middle, that's where we find the bread and butter that gets the trade done. But our league has a very bad problem of they don't negotiate. It's you have one chance no, to make an offer and yeah. that's it.
1: I think it's that you're a trade monster. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's a misrepresentation of the problem because you're, you're saying that, okay, so there's a problem with our league. People won't negotiate with you. No, actually, I think the problem is is you develop a bad reputation. So you've got, so here we are with, with our league has made it 12, 12 teams, right? And you wouldn't, you wouldn't dare, dare offer me the deals that you offer members of my family. So they know that you're targeting specifically, targeting people who you think you can fleece for a deal. And now you have three people who just won't trade with you at all.
0: But to be fair, I can negotiate with you via text. You and I have that kind of communication and so do a few of the other people in the league. Whereas the people I have no real means of communicating with, Um, besides the chance that they maybe potentially open an email before it's game day, I don't have that option. So I have to just send in the trade offer and start trying to negotiate that way. Whereas with you... Okay, that's fair.
1: So that's I can fix that for you though. That's yeah, Because that point is true. You can't text someone and say, hey, I'm interested in this player. What would it take? So you have to just make a deal. So that we can probably fix by getting you the numbers of some of these people. Don't expect It's all about... uh, Hey, I mean, they like you. Okay? If at the end of the day, they, yeah, if
0: at the end of the day they still don't want to trade with me, fine. It is what it is. But then at least I have the that's problem the the option to uh, you know put a narrative to it. Like, look, this yeah. is the guy that I want. These are the players I'm willing to give up. Where are that we is at? fair.
1: That 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 is more of a fair criticism than people are not willing to negotiate with me. I think it's fair that communication can be an issue because you have needs you're trying to fill them, you want to negotiate without making ridiculous deals, fine, get, get a better way of communicating with people, get people's phone numbers. That's not a problem. That's a, that's a solvable issue. So that that will help. It is
0: get on it. commissioner. It is,
1: yeah, I will. But it is you, you have to combat your own reputation here. So good luck. Thanks. Because the Shepherd family had many discussions over over the holidays about your your antics.
0: Yeah, well, that's okay, because guess what? I'm still in the final. Yep,
1: yeah, uh, we're back again—a rematch of last year's game. Uh, who who do you think is most likely on my team to be my Antonio Brown? Ooh, to just take me out of it for some ridiculous reason. I mean, I have a couple thoughts depending upon who I play, but I would be interested to know if you see, because you know it's me. And you know something crazy is going to happen to one of my players this weekend.
0: You know. Now, that. I would. Okay. So, <clears throat> are we talking like a repeat of last year where the player just pieces out or just somebody gets injured and it's catastrophic to your team?
1: I would say injury would count. Um, I know Antonio Brown, of his own accord, left an injury can't help.
0: But I would say that's
1: something catastrophic happening that is just rotten luck. Um, uh, you know, my example would be like if I threw Tua in there and he finally, they're like, okay, he cleared concussion protocol and he immediately gets hit hard and is out with a concussion. That would be catastrophic.
0: Yeah, I my money would be on Delvin Cook or Barkley getting injured. Hmm. Or the Chiefs getting you negative points on defense because of what happened the last time Denver played them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm not settled on my defensive cho- choice right now, but um, yeah, that's definitely crossed my mind. Um, Denver... <laughs> I don't know. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't know Denver, what to expect from Denver this week. So this yeah, is the that... thing.
1: it's the same. It's the same risk as you took last week by playing the Chargers because the Colts could run off thirty-three points all of a sudden for some reason, right? Like the Colts are were capable of doing that. Now they didn't. But I was they did do it against a good defense.
0: I was so mad at myself for starting them because I have the Patriots and the Eagles defense who both had pretty bad matchups because they were going against high-powered offenses. And both of them scored defensive touchdowns on my bench because mm-hmm. I went with the Chargers. and I was like, if I, because going into Monday night, I was losing.
1: You were losing. You were behind. yeah
0: yeah, and I was like, if I lose because I didn't start one of those two defenses, I am going to be so mad at myself. I and then clearly it was worked out. thinking
1: honestly similarly, when watching going into it, I thought like, if the Chargers don't have an amazing game like you your bench had two defenses like not many people's benches have more than one defense to begin with. so the fact that you had two (laughs) they made it it's like it's it's the double hurt you didn't just make the wrong decision once you would have made the wrong decision two times
0: absolutely and now i now typically i don't do that i only did that because it's playoffs and just going off matchups and there's no point in you know keeping players that aren't going to be used um just because they're tying up a bench spot. So, you know, get somebody in there who has a good matchup that you might be able to use instead of someone who uh, hasn't been performing or who has a bad matchup, right? So that's why I had the three defenses. And, I mean, thankfully, it paid off. The Chargers defense absolutely annihilated the Colts.
1: Yeah, you just, you did run that risk. Um, Yeah. That's kind of the risk coming into the week, right? And that's the thing, like, because you never know what can happen, and you're on control, things like what happened to Tua, where he's back in concussion protocol he had a had a rough game like i can't believe green bay won that game like if if you're the dolphins and the dolphins fans that was a must win get you back to the win column against a team that's been struggling all year yeah green bay's put a couple wins together themselves but it's like this is your opportunity to crush this team put nipples in his place and move on and there you go like another concussion protocol for tua you have to wonder is he just one of those people who's more susceptible to concussions Because that can happen, right? Once you get it once, it becomes easier to get it again and again.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, And I don't know if you saw, they they went back and they highlighted the play where they think that it occurred. I don't know if you saw that play. Yeah, I did. So that was a pretty good shot to the head that he took. So Mm -hmm. not surprising that he got concussed from it. And honestly, looking back at the second half of that game now with that in mind, it makes so much more sense because I almost wonder if his vision was slightly impaired because of that concussion. You know, like he had a bit of that fog going on because two of those three interceptions were nowhere near a dolphins player. Like he was just throwing it straight at the green Bay defensive backs. Right. And like the whole time I was watching it, I was like, what is happening? Cause you and I were in that position where I needed like a Tyree kill touchdown pass from Tua. You needed the touchdown pass from Tua. And we both would have entered Monday night way more comfortably. Um, and then he's just throwing three, three straight interceptions that were just brutal. Yeah. And I know you and I talked about it at the time. Like, what is going on? Like, what is Tua doing? And putting in the context of, well, he was concussed, and it's his third concussion in one season. I mean, I, I do have to wonder if his either vision or his cognitive ability was impaired because of what was going on with his brain.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, like now having that information, you definitely look back on it differently because we were just not too sure what was going on, and it's such a crucial game. You're just wondering, like, what, like, what is he doing? But yeah, if he's concussed, if he's confused, if he's unaware of kind of where he is or if he's having issues seeing or if he's at whatever, like that changes everything, and they have to be super careful with him because of how badly they screwed up last time. He played when he shouldn't have been, they're going to take more time here. And because it's a concussion, you have to be very careful. They, that can affect the rest of your life more than Absolutely. any other injury. So like they have to be cautious here. And I wonder, so here they they go back, right? And they they show the play where they thought happened. Where, where are the concussion spotters when this happened? Why didn't they catch that?
0: Yeah, I, um, I don't think I was watching at the time. I I think I joined in on that game after that happened. It was on Christmas.
1: That makes sense. You probably had family things. I did too, but you got to understand TV's on in the other room. Well, I'm at my sister's place and all the family's there and I'm, and I'm in that other room. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't allowed, I, I don't have children and I'm, I'm the, the kind of distant, different one in the family. Right. So I can get away with this kind of stuff.
0: Where I'm like, yeah. I'm just
1: gonna watch this game in here. And what like that's and that's I and That's
0: fine. Yeah.
1: And that's fine. They're just like, whatever, leave him to his yeah. stuff. But now that my sis so my sister's got one kid, one of my nephews who's a little older now, he started to like football. So there's my easy in. Him and I watch football together in the other room. There Bonding. you go. Yeah, exactly. Anything you can do. Whenever you want something, whenever you want to watch football and you're at a family event, find a kid that likes football, and there you go.
0: And you're golden. That's <laughs> you're your golden. Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> so with- I watched it,
1: and I and I saw the hit and didn't think anything of it. But I'm not a concussion spotter. Well,
0: that's it's what like I was going to say. Is uh, I I didn't see that part of the game. I joined in later, so I never saw if there was anything immediately after the fact. The reports, I guess, that have been trickling out since then, basically said the concussion, like the concussion spotters, never saw anything. There was nothing really. Um with him on the field, you know, with the wobbling or anything like that, that would have indicated it. Like he got right back up and just kept playing. Um, So I don't know, maybe if that's something on the Dolphins' side of things, if they were like, hey, Tua, you okay, man? And uh, he just brushed it off or like what the situation was, we don't know. But clearly something was very wrong when you look at just how he performed in the first half versus the second half when he had that concussion. Definitely. Night and day difference. Oh, definitely. Uh, so you won't uh, you won't have Tua this week. He's been ruled out, and Teddy Bridgewater will be starting. And I might have my quarterback back with Jalen Hurts, since the Eagles lost and the Vikings won last week. Mm-hmm. So he could potentially come back against the New Orleans Saints with that shoulder strain. Uh, Gardner Minshew did all right uh, in his absence, though. So
1: yeah, that they, that wasn't. A t- I mean, it was a high-scoring game, but. Um... I mean, they they kept up. Like, to me, the Eagles' defense failed them. Um, I know they scored a touchdown, but, like, allowing so many points. Um, and the offense was at least able to keep up a bit. So, I, I just I – know, I know it's so hard with injuries, too, like with shoulders. Like, how do you think that would affect Hurts? Do you think they're going to make him run more because of the throwing? Or do you think it really would impact his throwing at all?
0: Well, see, that's what's kind of strange is because it is his throwing arm, mm-hmm. but – he played the rest of that game and he did fine and he ran a lot. So like it was kind of a surprise after the game. Like, Oh, he's got a strained throwing shoulder. Like what happened there? Uh, and it became obvious once they found the play, like he got pile drived on that shoulder, but it didn't impact his play. Like there was nothing in the game to say like, Oh, yeah, okay. Jalen must have something going on. You know, he's mm-hmm. clutching that arm or like his throws don't have the power anymore or they're not accurate. Like everything looked fine. So I guess it's kind of like if we can expect more of the same, then he should be fine. There's always the potential though. Like it could get worse, you know, he gets hit the wrong way. So maybe they won't have him running as much and just focus on the throwing. Right. Uh, But I I have seen um, like doctors who do fantasy football analysis. They, they did say last week, you know, if, if the Eagles were fighting for a playoff spot, he could have been on the field in week 16 playing. Um, Like it's not the kind of injury as it stands right now that, you know, Oh, he has to miss a few weeks. This is more, the Eagles are just trying to keep him in as best shape as possible, heading into their playoff run. And they don't need to risk him if they don't have to, you know? So, and, and Jalen hurts is a competitor. He wants to be out there. He wants to play. So I don't know now that they lost that he, he could come back and, if he comes back, he's probably going to be in my lineup. I mean, I can't risk going up against you and leaving 30-something points on my bench with Jalen Hurts, right?
1: No, absolutely. Like, there's no, there's zero doubt that you have to play him. The question is, how will that injury impact him? Like, he's such a high-scoring quarterback. He can run, which gives a massive advantage in terms of points. He's a, this season, at least, he's without even, this isn't even an exaggeration, he's like a 30-plus Guy, almost guarantee, you know, you know, not obviously he's not going to do that every week, but he almost does it <laughs> every week. Yeah. So you have to play him. There's zero doubt, and it, that's a game changer. If he plays for you, that changes our matchup completely. If he's not healthy, or he gets hurt, or has to leave that game early, I'm that's rude. You're in, you're in a lot of trouble because at yeah. least your backup quarterback Brock Purdy would probably get about the same points as my quarterback. Which is going to be my backup, which is Mike White. They're probably in and around the same level. They're probably going to get in and around the same points. They're probably a good wash that keeps you competitive. If Hurts goes out in that game, you're 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 done. You're in a lot of trouble.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, but yet, you're absolutely right. Both Brock Purdy and Mike White. Uh, we're going to talk about them later. But Mike White is cleared to play, so he yeah, should be back. be back. And I'm interested to see what happens with the Jets offense because with literally every part of their offense you can see in their fantasy scores just the steep cliff they all drove off of with Mm -hmm. zach wilson at the helm (laughs) and obviously you and and i both are hoping you know zach wilson was the problem and mike white is now the rocket ship that brings them back up up from the depths of that abyss but it's hard to do in in the nfl you know like you're on a two-game slump you've been doing nothing for two weeks now are they going to start making changes? You know, okay, well, we've been using this guy to run the ball and he just sucked for the past two weeks. Are we going to switch to someone else? Um, are we going to run a different sort of offense now that Mike White is back uh, because it hasn't been working the past two weeks? Like, Or are they going to go back to what was working before and just stick with it and say, nope, it was working with Mike White. We're going to go back and do the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, and I think... I think that those are all really good questions and it leaves a lot in the air and I think for the Jets you have to be looking at your opponent too and saying okay Seattle's on a losing streak like this is we this, we got a strike here and this is really their chance they got to win a game or they're not going to make the playoffs um i it what the offense is going to look like I don't know um and and it's a risk part of the issue is Mike White is probably a good bet to throw in there because coming off the injury, returning, team needs him. They need a big boost. They're playing an opponent that seems to be on the downward swing. It sets up for a brilliant
0: game. Oh, but absolutely. yeah it's the NFL.
1: So it could go the other way and then he just stinks.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep, yeah. yeah, it absolutely could. And I would be holding my breath every time that he got tackled or sacked. Oh, Definitely. Because all you need is someone to land on in the wrong way and those ribs Mm refracture. And now I don't, I don't think that he would leave the game. I think he would probably play through it, but we saw when that happened in Buffalo, he was a very different player. You know, he, he was okay, but he was doing nothing for you for fantasy. He was just kind of out there managing the game. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that would be just as bad as if he left the game really, because you're either way, you're not getting very many more points.
1: No, you're not um, by, by that point. And looking at, I think in terms of picking up Mike White, looking at what's left, there's, th- he's the best bet. He, he's got the only potential to score a bunch of points, regardless of if he has to end up leaving the game earlier, what have you. Like he's, he's at least more of a traditional throwing quarterback where he's, he's can move that offense. Well, he's proven he can. And at the moment when I'm facing an opponent that has Brock Purdy, what I need out of my quarterback is I, I would be not thrilled, but happy with 18 to 20 to 22 fantasy points. And he's got, you know, he keeps it up. What I can't have is a complete and total stinker, um, which of, you know, two points (laughs) or, you know, what did did Rodgers do once this year? Minus three or something in a game in a week. um, I need something somewhat consistent and the quarterbacks out there are just, uh, there's no one, you know, there's no one really available that I think can really make a big difference. Um, No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, do you want to tell people how I know for certain that that was the only quarterback available? Um, and and maybe what you tried to do?
0: <laughs> yeah, I I tried to play a little bit of defense. Uh, I looked at uh, Mike's roster, and obviously expecting Tua to be out, and he had Taylor Heineke on there, who is not going to be the starter this week as well. We've got confirmation of that. So obviously Mike needed to make a move for the quarterback position, and I looked at everybody left on our waiver wire, and Mike White was the only one that I deemed to be at least a threat to my roster, you know, like uh, anybody could, and anyone any week can go off and have a great game, but the most likely one to do that would be Mike White. So I, uh, I put a waiver claim in just to stash him on my bench. And so that Mike couldn't have him. but unfortunately I finished first and Mike finished second. So he had a higher waiver priority than me by one spot. And he was successfully able to get uh, Mike White onto his bench.
1: It's probably one of the worst things that you could have done, which solidifies I don't think so. I don't your... think so.
0: no one of the worst things that I could have done would have been to collude with another team and be like, hey, you have a better Mike uh, wa- waiver priority than Mike go pick up this guy. And that would be bad sportsmanship. So I didn't do that. Um, but. If you weren't going to take advantage of the matchup, then that's why I was going to, which is exactly why I picked up the Chargers last week, because I wanted to use them rather than have them used against me. Um, Same thing with the New York Giants defense this week going against the Indianapolis Colts. Like, I couldn't risk you potentially picking them up and starting them against me. So I picked them up and put them on my bench where they're safe and sound. Stick move. It's all about uh, playing chess while you're playing checkers, buddy.
1: Um I I no, actually, I think it's you playing chess against yourself. Honestly, um, be, and probably the rest of us just <laughs> going about our business. Um and that's fine. Listen, I I'm here too. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not in I'm not in the championship and have only lost two games all year by accident. So I think that you know, looking at strategy, yeah, I thought about defenses, but frankly, the Chiefs matchup against Denver on paper is as good as the Giants versus the Colts. And the Giants have not been playing well. Like they I know they, the Colts game comes at a good time for them because they need to absolutely destroy the Colts. They need to, their defense needs to do what it's done against Washington this year, where it just completely stops the Colts. Um, but Hey, the Colts could run off and suddenly have 33 points. Again, it won't matter. It's on, on your bench because you're probably going to start, I would imagine the Eagles defense, but um, maybe you decide to put in the Patriots because Tua's not playing. Um, But either either or, I like the Chiefs versus Denver matchup a little bit better. And even then, the Jets, like Seattle's been playing so poorly, the Jets versus Seattle's an okay backup uh, second option there if I decide to make that move. I haven't made my decision on my defense yet. Um, I'm kind of waiting to see what's going. I don't think I have anyone in that thursday game so i don't
0: think i have to worry about thursday yeah i i have cd lamb in the thursday night game and then based on how he does and how i guess it sets me up for looking for the week will probably dictate which of uh between the eagles patriots and giants which defense i use you know like Mm -hmm. do i need to go for the more hail mary or can i just play it safe and stick with the team that i know will get me eight points ten points Um, uh
1: that's what's tough right now isn't it yeah. You've got safe choices, which I feel like I'm in the same boat too. But then you've got these risk choices, but it's like the reward could be so good. Like it could be so much greater.
0: Yeah. I mean, it worked out for me last week with the Chargers. Uh, but yeah, do I want to double down and try that two weeks in a row? You know, with a championship on the line, it's, there's going to be some some conversations with myself over the next few days.
1: Yeah. It was the conversations I was having about the semifinal where I decided when I was going into it, I'm like, listen, I'm here. I'm in the final four. I got to play the team that I felt like I was going to go win with. So yeah, not taking fair. out a Dalvin Cook, a Stefan Diggs, a, Shaqu- a Saquon Barkley, an Austin Eckler when I know they're top-end, high-end players, regardless of matchups. Being like, let's just go with the team we have. I have a very similar mentality to to going in uh, to the, the championship here, but... I'm a little concerned about Diggs because that's three weeks in a row of really bad statistics, um, and I'm I'm just not sure what to do when when you've got Higgins getting great points when I don't think he's going to, and even Devin Singletary like is still he can still surprise with like you know I think he had like 18 and a half points in our fantasy league last week like he can. He can bust a move when he wants to, so I've got some choices to make as well. But I, I'm I'm thankful that I really don't have to worry and make my choices until Sunday. I don't have anything Thursday. We're back to mainly games on Sunday this week. Sunday and Monday, I can m- make my
0: choices then. Yeah, that uh, you've got a lot of players in that Monday night game. It's going to come down to it's going to come down to late Monday night. Uh, how your players do. I'll have yeah. all my players done by then, so
1: it's true. I could be starting three players for Monday night, um, or or p- uh, probably minimum two, um, but two or three players I could be starting on Monday night, and that could really dictate a lot there because those are receivers. Like they they can get points, they can score big.
0: Yeah, and uh, the game's in Cincinnati, so the bang uh, the weather shouldn't be too much of a factor. I don't know what the forecast is for it, but it's better than being in Buffalo in the middle of the winter.
1: And but that's, uh, I, is Cincinnati is an outdoor,
0: you know, I can't I know remember. The, yeah. I don't know the stadiums off the
1: top of my head. Like I, I really haven't. I'm a little surprised that Buffalo's isn't indoor by now, but
0: it, it should be absolutely should be. <laughs> it makes no sense that it isn't. Um, it looks like Cincinnati is an open air stadium.
1: Okay. I'll, I'm gonna. Well, while we talk here, I'm gonna pull up. I've never done this. The weather forecast for Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, pull it up, and I'll circle back to the Thursday night game while you do that, because there's a good chance. So we are recording this on Wednesday. This podcast will be released on Friday. So this is just speculation based on what I I believe happened last night. I don't know if Derrick Henry is going to play this week, because this week. This week's matchup means absolutely nothing for the Titans. Right. Uh, Win, lose, tie, it does nothing for their chances to the playoffs. Next week's game against their divisional uh, rival, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, that's the game that will dictate whether or not they make it into the playoffs or not. They have to win next week to make the playoffs. It doesn't matter. They They could just send out their practice squad for this game, and it would make zero difference. And Derrick Henry, his workload is hard on his body. This is a tough defense. He's going to get hit a lot. I don't think th- if if I was the coach and I knew this game was basically meaningless, I wouldn't be putting Derrick Henry out there, especially when you already have to go with your backup quarterback, Malik Willis, because Ryan Tannehill is uh, recovering from surgery. What's the point? You know, you're going to lose this game. Why start Derrick Henry?
1: Yeah, and they won't. And they don't care about fantasy Super Bowls. Yeah, they do not
0: care about your fantasy championship. Um, no. At no, which all. again is
1: is the tough thing about fantasy is because you're going to obviously put your fantasy championships pretty late in season. This week and next week, final two weeks of the season. Sometimes you do like, especially a, a team that knows their situation's not changing in two weeks. Um, it's the risk they they're not going to risk playing someone. Um, so it's tough. Yeah, like that the Derrick Henry thing. A lot of people in their Super Bowls probably have. Derrick Henry. Some, some people will because he's he's gotten people a lot of points.
0: Um, yeah. So hopefully uh, if you do, you have some alternative options that are good because if you don't get to use Derrick Henry in your championship week, that's going to hurt.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So what's the weather in Cincinnati, Mike?
1: So Cincinnati for Monday, it's mainly cloudy, 17 degrees Celsius, which is 62 Fahrenheit for our American listeners. Um, right now the precipitation is only at like 20%. So it's going to be cloudy, but they're not expecting rain. That is pretty warm temperatures. Um,
0: there what about is wind?
1: anywhere between 13 and 20 kilometers an hour.
0: Okay. That's not too bad. Um, is that the sustained wind? Like that's not wind gusts. That's just, no, it's not gusts. No, it's okay.
1: It's not gusts. They're not yeah. for gusts or any bad weather. And even like when you get into the evening, the wind gets quite a bit less.
0: Yeah, the, the 15 to 20 is the mark where things start to go a bit. It starts to impact the trajectory of the passes um, above 20. That's when you seriously start considering, you know, do I want these wide receivers? And around 30, you shouldn't be playing any wide receiver because the ball is just going nuts in the air. So if, if it stays at that, that, then it shouldn't be too much of an impact on the passing game. And no, it sounds and then, like it should be yeah. warm enough.
1: Weather can change, but even looking at the days like Tuesday is calling for rain, but not, but not, no colder. And Sunday right now is, is just, uh, sunny and also not really much colder. So even the weather around it, you might get some rain, but even then it's a pretty low percentage on Tuesday. So even if things shift, because sometimes you see things shift a day or two, depending upon weather patterns, it looks like. Everything around Monday right now is, is looking pretty good.
0: Uh, well, hopefully, we don't have a repeat of uh, week 16 wild weather, and we'll see how it goes.
1: Stefan Diggs is hungry. If if the weather's nice, he's going to want that ball. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, well, I guess you'll just have to hope Josh Allen gives it to him. I hope so. <laughs> um, but we'll take a look back quickly at uh, the semifinal week 16. Conquerors and Buss, and then we'll get into the starts and sits for Week 17. Um, so for Week 16, Quarterback Conquerors, we had Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Gardner Minshew. So they were all, you know, as expected to have pretty good games. Gardner Minshew, I guess, was the wild card. We didn't know how that was going to turn out, but he did fine. Uh, Bus, we had Andy Dalton, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Deshaun Watson, Justin Fields, Derek Carr, Trace McSorley, just and both quarterbacks from the Monday night game, Justin Herbert <laughs> and Nick Foles. Yeah. I would be very concerned if I had Justin Herbert as my quarterback heading into the championship because he's not been doing great lately. The Chargers offense as a whole has not been doing great lately. Uh, they've been getting it done, but they're they're still struggling to move the ball. And that, that would be a tough decision to stare down coming into your your championship because, you're like we said earlier, there's not great options out there.
1: No, and he really, really did not look great. Um, that team, I mean, that game was won because of great defense um, and, a, and a fantastic performance. Stellar from Austin Eckler, three times traded. Austin Eckler. Um, he never gets any respect in our leagues. So,
0: you know, he he, he, he didn't perform that well, though. He 19 points, two touchdowns. Take those two touchdowns away. He only had 67 yards rushing and two receptions.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, so
0: it, he's he's at the point. But you can't he's, take those two touchdowns away. That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> that's is, the point. Like you can't do it. No, so but, but what happens if this week he doesn't get those two touchdowns? That would have left you with six points. Uh, yes. No, sorry, yes. that would have left you with 7.9 points because we don't have a PPR league. So that's the difference between a week winning performance and a week losing performance, really.
1: Yes, um, and uh, I don't have to worry about that because yeah, okay. that this week's over. It's on to the next week, right? It's, yeah, what, what, at, who do they, who they play? It's on to the, the Rams. Okay, to quote yeah. your, your hero. It's onto the Rams, right? Yeah. Like, just get in the red zone, hand it to Eckler. I don't care if Eckler never touches the ball until the red zone and scores a touchdown. I don't care.
0: That's fair. I, I get it. Could
1: care less.
0: It's just a gamble. That's Austin, all I'm saying.
1: hundred percent. You're right. It's a gamble. Austin Eckler. What? What is he? Uh, do we have an updated rankings? He he he's been in the top five most of the. He's had a couple of really solid games. He's at least top 10.
0: Yeah, I think he was three or four. Three or
1: four. Okay. So he's, he's a, he, I think we would both agree in terms of fantasy, if you were to name 10 running backs, Austin Eckler's probably in that 10 that you want. 100%.
0: 100%. Okay. His usage, for whatever reason, whatever the Chargers are doing with him, it's just scary. That's it is all. scary. It is scary. Yeah.
1: But you won't, you won't deny that the points are there and he's, he's an option. And oh yeah, he, he's the... an
0: option. It's just, it's a scary option. Like, he's like Stefan Diggs the, over the past few weeks, you know? The talent is there, an amazing player, but for whatever reason, they're just not really using him. So if only, you don't get that The only touchdown... difference
1: is Austin Eckler scoring touchdowns. <laughs> <And> exactly. <laughs> that is, that is the perfect...
0: <laughs> exactly, that's the perfect uh, perfect comparison, is one, one option A got into the end zone, option B didn't. And that's the disparity. And those are, that's what you run, each week, you could get you're going to get one of those two performances.
1: Austin it's, Eckler was the result of one of the worst trades in our fantasy this year in week like
0: two. Week something. two, yep. Uh, yep.
1: And for the second year in a row, I acquired him at our trade deadline, and he is the reason why I'm in the championship for the second year in a row. Give this guy some respect. Like, this is re- like it, he doesn't. Oh, I have a ton of does.
0: respect for him. My issues with the Chargers. My issues with the Chargers. If it's it's like uh, the Saints with Kamara, you know, this guy is the best part of your offense. Use him more. That's all. That's my issue. My issue is not with Austin Eckler. I love Austin Eckler as a fantasy player, it's just my issues with how they're using him
1: you bring up another frustrating team and player with Camara because what are they doing exactly <laughs> with this, with this, they've got the, one of the most talented. So coming back from the bye week he finally, in our league of these broke double digits, but he hadn't for like six weeks beforehand you, the team's losing and they just won't give him the ball, which yeah. is very, very weird to me. Like, why wouldn't you give, why don't you put your, the ball in the hands of your best players when you need, when you need to
0: win. That, that is exactly my point. I don't understand it. And it makes it a scary play because you and I both know what could happen, but for whatever reason, they're not doing it. I don't know. Um, but speaking of Camara for running back conquerors, uh, he was a conqueror this past week. So was Austin Eckler as well as Saquon Barkley, Dante Foreman, Devin Singletary, Derek Henry, Cam Akers, Leonard Fournette, and James Conner.
1: Foreman I, almost wrecked you.
0: <laughs> Dante Foreman has an issue with me, and I don't know what it is. Because he went for, what did he have in in week 16? Like two fantasy points?
1: Yeah, something and, like that.
0: And then in the first quarter of the Lions game, he was already over 100 rushing yards or something insane like mm. that. Yeah, he had yeah. less than a fantasy point in week 15 and in week 16 he decided screw Josh, I'm gonna try to make him lose and not make it to a fantasy championship. I was livid.
1: Also, you just think you see that matchup when you're looking at your opponent and you're like, ah, that like Carolina, nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's that's not that's not anything to worry about. And then he just has an incredible game. It's so ridiculous.
0: I was losing my mind. Uh, oh, but some busts for the week Remo- at running back: Ramondre Stevenson, the Lions' backfield, the Commanders' backfield. Court, your hero, Cordell Patterson, yeah. Kareem Hunt, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, and Raheem Mostert. What a disappointment he's been. A Cordell Patterson.
1: Cordell Patterson, yeah. So yeah, he so,
0: has yeah. been. Uh, he's been displaced by Tyler Algier, who has performed yeah. great. Um, Which is
1: too bad because Cordell, Cordell Patterson, what what was the good thing about him last year was how he would get touchdowns like in different ways. They'd use him out of the backfield. They'd use him in throwing situations. They'd use him almost as a tight end. Like he would do different things. And this year, yeah, he's just been kind of replaced.
0: Yep. And so we're going to talk about this because we're going to record through the offseason and uh, preseason and all that. But this is why you – if you have an interest in fantasy football, you need to pay attention year-round uh, because coaching changes impact fantasy. We have a new coach with the Falcons who is uh, establishing the run game. And uh, Cordero Patterson, for whatever reason, he he's not part of it. But that took away his uh, utility as a receiver, which is where he was... He was a dual threat last year, you know? Like, he would be doing just as many... Uh, snaps as wide receiver as he was as running back So you could get points Especially in a PPR league You're getting points through the air You're getting points on the ground Everything Now you know, Last week he had 17 rushing yards And one reception for 14 yards So he didn't do anything for you In either of those realms Yeah So we'll talk about that more in uh, the offseason But you do need to pay attention When these coaches come in Because they change the offensive philosophy And it can either really help Or really hurt your fantasy players
1: yeah, we will We'll have a lot of things to talk about in terms of coaching changes throughout the offseason and see what we think that's going to impact. And it'll it'll be, I think it's going to be a busy offseason because so many teams seem to underperform um, from what they wanted. And so many teams are, I think, also on the rise, but need one or two pieces. So I think it's going to be a really exciting offseason. Like looking at the two teams in New York, um, looking at Washington, how they're kind of borderline playoff teams, they, they might be thinking, hey, we had one or two little pieces and suddenly we're, we're
0: a contender. And, uh, I, I did, uh, refer to Arthur Smith, a uh, new coach. Sorry. This is his second year. Uh, just a correction there. This is his second year with the Atlanta Falcons, but, um, it's still he's he's changing the offensive philosophy, so it is something to still pay attention to in the coach's first few years. But it's more directly important with a, a brand new coach.
1: Oh, and and changing a quarterback too makes an impact yep. there. Like the coach, he, what he had last year and what he has this year is very different. So Absolutely, he's, he has to adapt his philosophies.
0: And it Absolutely. takes more than
1: one year to to ring home your philosophy. You can start making major change at the beginning, but it's gonna it sometimes takes two seasons, three seasons to really see it shape the way
0: the coach wants. Absolutely. Uh, We'll fly through the wide receivers here. Uh, Conquerors, we had C.D. Lamb, Devontae Smith, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, Kendrick Bourne, and Jalen Waddell. Uh, Buss, Donovan People-Jones, Traylon Burks, Adam Thielen, and K.J. Osborne, Deshaun Jackson, Tyler Boyd, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Adams, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, and DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans. Just a really quick note. Devonte Adams, even though they were in a very bad weather matchup, two receptions for 15 yards on nine targets. If you somehow survived your fantasy semifinal with Devonte Adams, that is a scary decision you have to make this week. Because breaking news: Derek Carr is not going to be the uh, the quarterback for the next two weeks. They are going to go with Jarrett Stidham. So you've got a break. You've got a uh, backup quarterback and Devonte Adams who has. Gen- genuinely hurt you over the past few weeks through fantasy. That is going to be a tough decision. That thankfully I don't have to make because uh, the fantasy owner in our league refused to negotiate with me, and uh, Devontae Adams was never on the table for me. So, thank you for that. It will. It all works out in the end, Mike. You see.
1: Um. Wh- uh, th- hold on. Let's back up here. Why are they making a quarterback change? <laughs> Do you Derek, know? Like, does it say anything about Derek- they?
0: No, he's not hurt. They basically just want to see what they have with Jarrett Stidham, and uh, I'll try to pull up the exact quote here. um, To have a look at the youth at quarterback and other positions. Mm -hmm. And uh, Derek Carr won't play as some vets take a step back. So I don't know if that also means Devontae Adams might not be playing. I don't know what vets they're really referring to. Uh, This is still considered breaking news as of like the past 10 minutes. Um, But Derek Carr will not be playing. They are not satisfied with his performance and want to see what they have with the youth on their team. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That, I mean, that just, that impacts
1: uh, some matchups here because you've got some 49ers players. Anyway, we're we're running out of time in this episode to go over it. But again, this is what happens, right? Here we are in the championship. Because of these types of decisions, well, their defense might be a little bit weaker. Because yep, if a couple absolutely. vets take a couple, you know, series off, or maybe don't play at all, it makes a big difference.
0: Absolutely. Uh tight end conquerors, we had TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle, J- Shane Zilstra, or Z- Zylstra. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, it's he Zylstra. scored. He scored three touchdowns and benefited zero people for fantasy. I can assure you of that. <laughs>
1: yes, no, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyler Higbee and busts. We had Juwan Johnson, Chico Zim Okonkwo. Nobody has corrected me as of yet, as far as I'm aware. So we're going with it. David Njoku, Daniel Bellinger, Robert Tunyon, Trey McBride, and Cade Otten. So that is week 16. We're going to move on to our starts and sits for week 17.
1: Here we go. A lot of these um, that, that we've picked out to talk about, I mean, I know you're going to go through all of them and, and everyone can go to um to get the full article and rationale, but we're going to focus on a couple of players that impact our matchup this week. And it's very exciting to be able to talk about it in that way.
0: That's correct. And uh, week 17 starts at quarterback, Brock Purdy, Mike White, who both are in our fantasy matchup as of right now <laughs> as well as Gardner Minshew or Jalen Hurts depending on who starts you can start either of them and uh, as of right now all three all three of these options are involved in one way or the other in Mike and I's fantasy final
1: yeah like it's e- because I have Mike White and I picked him up um and and right now it's you know Brock Purdy is is you know one of your options to start and then you might to be able to play Hertz, um, but let's let's preview that matchup of the quarterback and maybe just throw Hertz into it. Give us a quick word on each of them. Why why you think it's a good idea to play Mike per, uh, Mike White, Brock Purdy, and then Garda Minshew um, and and Jalen Hurts. Let's just quickly note on all four of them.
0: So Mike White should give a significant boost back to the Jets' offense. He's been the most effective quarterback that they've had this season, and the matchup against the Seahawks is not a very scary one. So Mike White is basically a, a good streaming option this week because of what's, what's out there on the waiver wire, really. like there, there are very few other options, and we've seen at least he can perform well. He can get you that 20, 25-point range, which uh, might be more than enough to get you across the finish line for your fantasy championships. Uh, Brock Purdy's in the same position. He's gone 3-0 and over his first three starts. He's looked good on the field. He's made good decisions, moved the ball well. Uh, he has a lot of talent surrounding him. So that's probably making his job easier. But Mm -hmm. when you're in that position, as long as you can manage the ball well, you're going to do well on the field and for fantasy, because those other elite options are going to make you better. And uh, in this championship matchup, he's got, uh, he's going up against a very weak Raiders defense who now will be without Derek Carr. So it could become a, uh, a bit of a gong show in terms of scoring. Mm Hmm. And then either Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew, if Jalen Hurts is healthy and playing, you're playing him. That's not really up for debate. Uh, But if it's it's Minshew again, he moved the ball very well against the Cowboys last week. And the Saints defense is much worse than the Cowboys. So I would expect that uh, he can do more of the same this week.
1: Yeah, and he has such great talent around him playing a bit of a weaker opponent. Like, I feel like that's not as big of a risk as it might be in some weeks. He played very well, so... It makes sense.
0: Absolutely. At running back, we've got Travis Etienne Jr., Cam Akers, and Brian Robinson for starts of the week.
1: Well, I think uh, to kind of cap off this, we got to talk about Brian Robinson because we kind of talked about him and the unfortunateness that happened with him at the beginning of fantasy. So let's go into the end. What do you see with Robinson this week?
0: So if you if you watched last week, Robinson basically has a stranglehold over the uh, commander's backfield. Uh, I do believe Antonio Gibson is dealing with some sort of injury, which has helped with Robinson taking this role, but he seems to be their best runner. They rely on him a lot because of the issues they've had at quarterback, and this week he's going up, and, up against the Cleveland Browns run defense, who are still one of the absolute worst in the league. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, so this is going to end up with a lot of running attempts for the uh, for the Commanders. Yeah. At wide receiver, we've got Jerry Judy, DeAndre Hopkins, and T. Higgins.
1: I'm really curious about this Hopkins pick.
0: <laughs> so, uh, also breaking news, uh, Colt McCoy is officially cleared of the uh, concussion protocol, so he will start against the... Um, against the Atlanta Falcons this week who are a bad defense and McCoy was serviceable at least with Hopkins. Like Hopkins still did all right uh, for fantasy with McCoy at the, the helm with McSorley. Nobody on the offense did anything worthwhile. So (laughs) (laughs) if it was going to be McSorley again, Hopkins would be a sit, but with McCoy, you have a good matchup and uh, he likes to throw the ball to Hopkins. He throws a better ball to Hopkins and, uh, like I said, he's already produced with McQuite earlier in this year. So if you're in need of a wide receiver two, wide receiver three in your flex spot, Hopkins should be maybe not an elite option like he normally has been, but he should get the, that nine, 10, 11 targets and bring in a good good chunk of them at least. Yep, that's fair. Tight ends. We've got Tyler Conklin, Evan Ingram, and Cole Komet.
1: Well, uh, Cole Komet, uh, we haven't mentioned Chicago a lot. Because there hasn't been much to talk about with the Bears this year. So let's talk
0: about Cole Komet. So Kulkemet, uh, he spiked in the you know, second third of the season, latter half of the season, however you want to, I guess, look at it. Uh, but in the past few weeks, he's jumped back down. He, uh, he's been very disappointing. But he's going up against the Lions this week who are a bottom four defense against opposing tight ends. And the Bears head coach has already said that he intends to see what the team is made of. He's not sitting Justin Fields or he's not sitting his other options. He wants to see what they have moving into next season. So despite the fact that they're not qualifying for playoffs, they're still fighting in this game to see exactly what kind of a team they have and then base decisions on the, for the offseason off of what they see in these last few weeks. So Cole Komet should be involved in the game. He has a good matchup. And assuming there's no crazy weather going on with the Detroit Chicago Bears game, then uh, Justin Fields should be back to his more, you know, elite self that we saw produce over the second half of the season. And that has been, that has boded very well for Cole Komet.
1: little uh, preview of a topic I want to talk about in the offseason, and we'll say it on air so we don't forget, hopefully. Um, I really want to talk about the teams being strong or weak against tight ends. Uh, and the absurdity of that.
0: All right, sounds good. We'll uh, we'll, we'll break will that return. down. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll break return. that down more.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that that's an off season topic, definitely.
0: We'll uh, move on to our week seventeen sits. So at quarterback, we had Carson Wentz, Geno Smith, and we had Derek Carr until about ten <laughs> minutes ago. So that is now Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I was gonna I was gonna ask about Derek Carr and like where they are, but but now. Obviously, <laughs> we're yeah. not going to. Yeah. Can you say a quick word maybe on Geno Smith? I mean, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what, where you think Seattle is and, and what they're kind of doing this week. Smith,
0: uh, he's been on the decline for whatever reason. He's had a Pro Bowl, se- Pro Bowl season overall, but for whatever reason, the last few weeks have not been going very well for him. Maybe it's having lost Tyler Lockett. That's had more of an impact than we realized. Uh, but he had a great matchup last week against the Chiefs and did absolutely nothing. Now the script is flipped, and he's got a terrible matchup against a very strong Jets defense that have been top ten against opposing quarterbacks throughout the season. So he he likely got you to the playoffs with his play throughout the season, but this is a bad matchup. And if you've got another option, if you if that Brock Purdy Mike White uh, option is out there on your waiver wire, I would I would look that way rather than risk it with Smith.
1: Yeah, I think that's
0: fair. Um, at running back, we've got. Josh Jacobs, Raheem Mostert, and Dante Foreman.
1: Okay. uh, Josh Jacobs.
0: So he, he could have a much more heavily involved game now that they are going towards Jarrett Stidham. If he
1: plays, if If he
0: plays, yeah, yeah, they might look at other options as well. But at the end of the day, the 49ers are an elite run defense who they, they don't let opposing running backs have good games against them. They are a good defense on all parts of the ball but especially against the ground game. They are the number one defense against opposing running backs. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's he's now playing with the backup quarterback. If he plays, he could be on some sort of snap count. I don't know what the Raiders are doing. I wouldn't risk it personally. Yeah,
1: it, it is risk. It's absolutely risk.
0: Absolutely. At wide receiver, we've got Christian Kirk, Isaiah Hodgins, and Drake London
1: okay, let's uh, let's talk about Christian Kirk.
0: So Kirk, we, I guess going into the season, it looked like he was gonna be the main guy for uh, for Trevor Lawrence, but he has basically just provided you with consistent average numbers. Uh, since week ten, he hasn't passed twenty PPR points in a game, uh, which would put you into that like good, great fantasy performance on a week. And in, the pa- in two of the past three weeks, he hasn't even broken 10 PPR points. The Texans have been a really tough matchup for opposing wide receivers this season because of how bad their run defense is. Teams can just run the ball all over them. Uh, and the Jaguars offense in the past few weeks seems to be moving through Evan Ingram when they throw it. He has become the main guy for Trevor Lawrence. Um, and in the past few weeks, we've seen the Texans have... Switch gears and all of a sudden they remembered how to play football and they're getting it done against the Chiefs and the Cowboys so I think this is not going to end up being a blowout like most people probably predicted a few weeks ago this could end up being a much closer game that I do think is still going to run through Travis Etienne and Evan Ingram rather than Christian Kirk Yeah. and to wrap it up we've got tight end sits Darren Waller, David Njoku and Juwan Johnson
1: Juwan Johnson
0: All right, so Johnson has been heavily touched on our bust lately, and I expect that to continue this week. The Eagles are a great defense. Andy Dalton slash Taysom Hill have not been getting it done at the quarterback position for the Saints, and uh, the Saints have struggled just to really get any offense going at all, let alone to the tight end. So you're basically betting your, your championship on Juwan Johnson bringing in a touchdown catch because if he doesn't, you're getting nothing from him. You're getting maybe one reception for six yards or 14 yards. You know, that's going to hurt you a lot more than it is going to help you unless he has that big boom, you know, like a 30 yard touchdown catch. You can find a lot safer options on the waiver wire. Cause I guarantee you there's probably like the Tyler Conklins, maybe even the Cole commits of the world with how bad he's been playing over the last few weeks. They're probably out there and they are a much safer start this week.
1: It's going to be a really fascinating, fascinating week. And it's going to be stressful. It's going to be exciting. And as far as I'm concerned, our fantasy league ends the way it should. It's a you versus me rematch from last year. Yep. Mono e mono. The, the Antonio Brown
0: revenge tour. <laughs> you, should pick, you should just find someone on your bench that you know you're not going to play and just put mm-hmm. Antonio Brown on your bench
1: on my bench just so yeah. if I do win he is a part of my championship he's team he's
0: a part of the championship team
1: yeah <laughs> yeah listen i i would i don't want to do that because i don't want to give him the glory of being on a championship
0: team
1: i mean that's fair i
0: i can understand that
1: <laughs> you like i'm still so mad about that and him it's it's absolutely ridiculous i can't even look at his face
0: that's fair him dancing down the tunnel that is the last uh, the last image that i have of our fantasy championship.
1: Yes, that is that is the last memory I have of our fantasy football league in 2021. Is him dancing off the field with his shirt off. That is the last, and that's all I remember.
0: Yep that uh, that that is that's one of those stories you know that that will get told for the rest of our fantasy championship, uh, for the rest of our fantasy careers, and at least in this league, uh, because. Yeah. It it's one of those things, and that's why people love and hate fantasy football. Because at the end of the day, you don't have any control. And you who, pi- who could have predicted
1: that happening? Exactly. <laughs>
0: <so> yeah. Specific. <laughs> you you pick these players because you think that they're going to do the best, and then they go and have a mid game meltdown and take off their upper portion of clothing and just leave. Yeah. And nobody could predict that. You know, it's the same thing with the injuries. You know, at the end of the day you did what you thought was best. And if somebody goes down with an injury or what have you, there's nothing you can do about it. The, yeah. the die has been cast. Your fate is not in your hands. I'm sorry. You just got to give up control and hope for the best. Yeah. So with that being said, good luck to everyone in your matchups except for Mike. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week to uh, to talk about, I guess, the people who have the weird week 18 matchups for their championship games. Time to
1: decrown the champion.
0: All right. Let's see how this goes. Good luck, everyone.